zusammen machen. Hallo und willkommen zu Season 2, Episode 3 of the Common Connections in conjunction with Shinty Memory Scotland. I'm Gary Innes. And well, as much as I've loved donning the yellow and black colours over my Shinty career, today I talk to another man who has loved the same colours, but for a very different club. Yesterday it gives me the greatest of pleasures to welcome Davy McPherson of Inverary fame to the show. And I started by asking Davy when was the very first time that he could remember seeing a game of Shinty. The first Shinty match I can remember, Gary, was a match in Furness. Uh, it was a Inverary Furness game. I'm going with my father. It must have been six, seven maybe. Uh, took me. Um, I remember being on his shoulders because we couldn't get in near the field. There was that many people because it was a local derby and, and Furness and Inverary games were. That was a derby at one time and there wasn't a lot of love lost between the two villages. That's for sure. So that was my first game. I, I can't remember what the score was. I do remember going to that game first when the crowd round the park as a wee boy at that time, probably six or seven, if I remember right. And to take you back to that time, was there a lot of shinty played in your family? There was shinty, my family was steeped in shinty. My father was, when I was young, my father was a coach along with Amy Stewart of Inverary and my brother, Blake. The whole thing was, was geared round shinty. There were shepherds, my father was a shepherd at the time, then, you know, became the, the manager, the farm manager, and my brother was a shepherd from a young boy. And everywhere they went, they would talk about Shinty, I'd be in the flanks with them. I was not really interested in sheep and that side of it. But they were talking about Shinty, they were only talking about it, they were playing it, they were training. And even in my house, it was just Shinty all the time. Every Saturday, I never played much as a wee boy because I came from Cairndoon village at the top of the log. And we never had a big school, as I said, we, we played six sides and that, but not a lot of Shinty from a wee boy. But every Saturday was taken up going to a game a home game, away game, and in those days it was in the winter time, and, and some of them were pretty <laughs> 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 wet Saturdays, but down on the sideline. I remember being in the changing rooms with them all, all these men, these big men get changed, and oh God. So it was an experience as a, as a wee boy. I bet you it was. You talk so fondly about that time, and thinking back, who were the big stars in Inverary at that point that you looked forward to seeing each Saturday? The team were full of characters and good players as well. There was classy players, there were Big strong men. There was uh, Duncan Mackay, fullback, Roddy McDermott, Higa Morrison, Charlie Bell was Cairn Dew. It was split between Furness, Inverary, and, and the villages of Cairn Dew. Alec Blythe was oh, an outstanding shinty player. Alec was before his time, was classy. He was never a, a dirty player. He just played clean and crisp shinty and he was fast. Donnie Campbell was another one. My cousin Billy, the person, went forward. Donnie before he went to play with Star. They were all good shinty players that way at one time. They, they had a good team, mid-60s, late 60s. They, they were a good team. They were up there. In the South, anyway, I would say I think I remember they were a good team. It, it just shinty. I was, I was not getting away from shinty, that was for sure. And what about yourself, born and raised in Cairn? Do you, did you play much shinty in primary school? No, no, I never played a lot of shinty in primary school, I would say. Uh, my father was trying to be Kenny Campbell. I played a few games with Crook inside him. And I did play Wembley a few times for the school. I was school job. It wasn't until I actually went to secondary school and then went to the noon grammar school that I started playing motion. I think I played a lot of football. I went to Wembley and then the secondary school here was shut down. There wasn't enough pupils. We had leagues in the, in the school here. So I went there in first year 
and it was all shint area. And I went to Darun School, which she stayed in the hostel. And it wasn't until I went there, I played more shint. I think I played more shint area than Edinburgh. That's where my shint career really started. We played with the grammar school, and we were playing every weekend. And I played a lot of football. I played football at the grammar school. I played football at Cool Boys Club. And whole weekend was taken up between football and shinty. And because I was in the hostel in Darun, it was all it was all tin of break and uh, boys it was there it was all Kyle's boys it was there so I actually played football for Kyle's and that on a Sunday Kyle boys on a Saturday grammar school football team on a, a Friday and then sometimes Friday the, the grammar school shinty team and, and I do remember that time it was oh it was in the Glen Sahar Kyle's and the last two periods on a Friday we would have shinty there was two free periods in the football park and the hockey park in front of the grammar school were just, it was all shinty. There must have been high, over 100 boys playing shinty. So that's where my, my shinty career started, mostly. It's incredible to hear that, Davy. And actually, yeah. thinking about that now, pretty hard to even imagine seeing 100 kids playing shinty nowadays. Oh, in the noon, you wouldn't have thought that. But the two parks, and the last two periods of Friday, you could say, I easy. Between Glen, Sahar, Dinnerbrook. And ourselves, what you're saying is the kids down there would do absolutely anything to get out of doing any schoolwork. <laughs> well, there were leisure periods, that's where it came <laughs> And it's our history teacher, Nicholson, I'm trying to remember, and I don't know where he came from, but he was our, our shinty coach. I don't think he had any background in shinty or but he was the, the coach at the time. Because I stayed in the hostel, we, we played shinty in the park, so we practiced shinty, and it was all the Kyle's boys. And, uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. It was a busy time for a while, and like starting out. Uh, and then after that, I was in the Inverary Juniors uh, for a couple of years, and then I think I was in the first team at 16, because the team was getting older at the time. And, oh God, it was, it was more struggling to, to get players, and it was actually dying a death at the time in Inverary, which is quite sad. But the, the final in seventy four as a Kyle man and so I was eighteen year old and we played Kyle's at Strakar. I think they said it was the first year it ever been out of Glasgow and it was a huge crowd there and Kyle's were beating us they were getting old and beating us three nothing half time and I think half the crowd left and thought the game was over. It turned the game round and actually got on in the second half and we beat them. 4-3, uh, Burt Campbell went up the park with one hand, two quick goals, and then Michael Griffin. It was amazing what a comeback it was. The first thing I wanted to do, I think, I had a fight with Jordy Nicholson, and the two of us got booked. It was the first tackle. But <laughs> 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 then when the reception was in the school after, you know, it wasn't a, wasn't a highlight there after, you know, but it was a, winning that cup was it meant everything. Uh, my first Celtic Cup winner's medal at, at 18 year old. I really enjoyed that. I bet you, yeah. And can you remember some of the celebrations when you headed back home? <laughs> I, I, I do remember. I do remember moving the hall at that time. It was all whiskey drinkers, so it probably took effect more on me. <laughs> and I remember about a dance in every area when we get back. I remember getting into the dance. I remember being the George, I think it was just 18 at the time. I can't remember going back out at all. That's how good it was at the time. <laughs> Well, thankfully, your memory's a lot better this evening than it is during that point of your life. And so, talk us through that. You're a young man, 18, you've just won the Celtic Cup. How does the, the next few years play out with you in Inverary? Well, after that, we went on. Oh, that was, what, 74, and it was getting it was getting harder to get players, I think. 
interesting in the tie that seemed to, to drop. There was no young players coming who remember no second team at that time. So it was actually dying at Street Club and in nineteen seventy nine, I had an AGM and I remember being at it as a young man and disbanding the club and that was probably one of the saddest days I think in my Shinty history when the club was disbanded. There just wasn't enough people and we couldn't carry on. Well, that was 1979. We were lucky enough when that happened that we were going and there was five of us from Cairn Doom. Four of us went to Sakhar with John McDonnell, William Mathers, John Beatty, myself, my brother Ernie, he went to play with Celtic for a year and we managed to convince them to come and play with Sakhar. There was always a rivalry between Sakhar and Inverary, so he wasn't for it at first and then after that, I held on and he did it and we came back and I think it was some of the most enjoyable years of my, my Shinty career, my playing career, and we playing with Sahar Shinty Club and the success we had in that time. The crack itself, the, the banter, the Shinty, everyone was, was probably, my, probably some of the happiest days in, in my Shinty career anyway. My heart was broken, my heart was broken. Sunshine on me, I'll 
Such a great choice of track there, Davy. Now tell us some of the lads that you were playing alongside in Strucker at that point. Oh, at that time when the men at Malay we see with my brother Ernie, Donald, Cairn do Donald doing up McDonald, famous Donald doing up McDonald, a big gentleman and a, a shinty player, Ewan Patterson, Ewan who got the man of the match in the final in eighty three and Skiles Ewan immigrated to Australia. He was a top shinty player. Billy McCrailed brilliant young shinty player, Robert Jackson and Peter, Peter Jackson, O'Malley, was all there, Charlie Taylor, Charlie came from Perth, and, and the two boys from Butte, John Dunk, Sponge, Sponge, they came around at the same time, to her as we did, him and Roddy, we Roddy Leach, uh, just a top of a wee full forward, and we had a, a really good team at that time. Uh, I suppose Sir had a good team at that time and off for the, I think we were in the Celtic final for six, six years in a row from uh, 1980 through to 86 almost and the final, the famous final, the first open final and for William where Kyle's beat us in 3-2 that year it was ourselves and Newton Moore in the semi-final and Kyle's and Sky. I never was expecting to be Newton Moore and Kyle's in the finals. We played Newton Moore at Bossfield and we beat them at Bossfield and nobody expected that and then we went to Fort William against Kyle's and Kyle's beat us and we were beating them 2-1 to like 10 minutes to go and they beat us 3-2 uh, that was the first open final ever you know the, the draw was was north and south it was the first open final and that was a that was a disappointing day to say the least I bet you the truth. Mm, but I think our final was against Newton Moore. Nobody's expecting us to beat Newton Moore in Mossfield. But we beat them at the Fraser Brothers and Mackenzie, Ricky Ross. And to beat them, I think that was our swan song, I think. <laughs> I think we were used to, used to playing Kyle's. I can remember going to the Alexander Hotel before the final and, and a three-course meal. And I think any of us could move 
I was at Clagan Park <laughs> after it too. And it's going to be well. They'll be said, oh, don't eat that and don't eat that. So they went three quarters meal. But that was, that was a that was a, a big disappointment in my Shinny career. You have to get that to, to get the win too. Well, that's true, but just not to jump on too quickly, I mean, let's go back to that first final. You've just made your first ever Scottish final. I mean, how were you feeling? How was the team feeling at that point? Oh, after the Newton Moore game, the quarter final, I think we'd gone to Colonel Shield, we beat them up there, and then the semi final in Oban. And we got a brand new strip, and we were sponsored by Esso. I think we were one of the first clubs ever to have a sponsor on that on our jersey for that semi-final. And that, I think that to that one to us was our final when we beat Newton Moore. We were not used to playing against Kyles, and you know we, we played against them in the league and, and all the cups. But it was a strange one as the first open draw. Well, I don't know if the occasion it all went over our head. I don't know, but to be in the final. To be in a Camera Cup final, first to her, I think it's the first time ever, and the only time. But it's a brilliant achievement for a small village in, in Cowell. It's like the support we had, and the day was, was a marvellous occasion. Just, it was after it was a bit a damp squid, but they had done their best. And I think the disappointment was we, we were winning about 10 minutes to go, and then I will say to this day that Billy Parsons still kicked the ball over the line at the end. But, <laughs> Brilliant. But no, it, it was a brilliant occasion. Um, and it wasn't even televised. I'm sure it was it Michael was the Labour leader at the time. The outside broadcast cameras were away with him, so we never even got to see it in television. That was, that was a sad thing too. <sighs> what a shame. A brilliant occasion. Great occasion. You came back, regrouped after that final. You know, how did the next few years go for you? Oh, after that, I go to another Camera Cup final, but we had success in the in the Celtic Cup. I think that was our best achievement in that time. We played Kyles in 83 again in the Celtic Cup final and they beat us 3 2 there as well. We played them in 84 and they beat us 4 1. We played Midagail in 85. We beat them. I was captain that year. My brother Ernie had been captain in 82. He was captain of Inverary when they won it. And it's Captain Star. I think there's only two people other than that. And I was lucky enough to be captain in 85 when we, when we beat Mither Gale. After that, we were in it 86, 87, 89. No, no, sorry, I'm making a mistake. I can't remember here. First Mither Gale, four, the 4-4 four, four game against Mither Gale, that was penalties. That was a, a year it went to, to penalties. Every player in the park took a penalty. And then even the subs took a penalty. No way! <laughs> no, even the subs took a penalty. And I know the man is out for and Oh, it just the whole occasion was it just passed them by. I think there was twenty four penalties taken. Yeah, I remember that day. But, but Mithergill beat us at that day. That was at nineteen eighty. Beat us. It was Kills in eighty one. Kills beat us two one. In eighty two, we beat them two one. Eighty three, Kills beat us three two. In eighty four, they beat us four one, and we won it in eighty five. We beat Glasgow Mithergill in the final. So after that, it was uh, we, we were successful enough. We had good five or six years after that when we were still there, the Brady boys and, and the Butte boys. So it was a successful time for South Sydney Club. And then what happened? The, my own club had formed again. The Brady had formed again in, in 82. And I was still playing with 
Strahan at the time, uh, Duncan Mackay, Duncan Mackay, reformed the club, and I worked with Duncan for a wee while, and he always, after the game, he was always asking me, when are you coming back, when are you coming back to play? I didn't want to go back, I felt I let down Strahan, because they'd given me a, a chance when the club disbanded, so I felt guilty. And I, I started taking the primary school Sydney team at that time, and that was my way of putting someone back into every Shinty club when I was called playing with Sahar. So I started a, a juvenile Shinty club. I think David, my son, was six, and Gary McPherson was eight. Russell McKinley was, was seven. So the first week we had them six, and I think the fourth week we were up to about 20 odds. So that was my way of putting someone back into every Shinty club when I was still playing with Sahar. So, and then we, we got them to uh, the McQuiston final. London Shield and then half of that team went on to later stages and Camera Cups and Celtic Cup finals but that was my way of putting someone back in but Mr Hor had a few years till I uh, came back to play with Inverary in 89 I think 89 I came back to play with Inverary it was a successful time with Mr Hor's Trinity Club and I was glad that we were a success over these years but we were all here yeah and, uh, yep and then, did you manage to win any silverware with Inverary once they get back together and you joined? Um, I think back, yes. We, we did. We, for a few years, they, they were building the team up because they started off in the old South Division 2 uh, to work their way back up. We're back in, we were in South Division 1. And at the early stages, there wasn't much. We weren't winning very much till uh, they got a bit more experience. And then they the first final played in was late five at the Plates Ground, Clint's Castle, against Camlach. It was a, the first major one, I think. We won with the Buller Cup and things like that before, but the first major one we won was nineteen ninety five against Camlach at Hags Castle at Plates Ground in Glasgow. Uh, we won that with two one. That was the first main trophy we got. We were player manager at the time, and we were back in it again in ninety six against Camlach. We beat them four one. We were only back in it again till '98, and Glenorchy beat us 2 1 in that game. So, after that, we were in it for a few years. I think it was nine years in a row uh, we were in the, in the Celtic finals. And that, was a, that was a successful time for the club, but they had gone through a hard time to get back to where they were. And so, it was a case of building them, they'll sell them back up. And then it was, it was strange going back and you're playing with a lot younger players again, but they were all keen. They all wanted to play Shinty. That was the difference with that young team. Yeah. I mean, you, you touched on that you were player manager at the time. How difficult was that to do both? Uh, at the time, it, I, it, it felt okay. But Duncan Mackay was a manager and Buck Campbell for a couple of years. And then it was a case of learning off of these two men, two great Shinty players from the Shinty club. But when Buck gave it up and asked me if I'd take it on, it was a case of you had learned, you'd, you'd taken in all your knowledge, you'd taken from the different clubs that played for between Star and husband and my father, my brother, taking in the everyone from them is from a wee boy. So you had coaching from a young age. As a player manager, it was difficult because you were, you say, if you had a bad game yourself, you had to drop yourself and <laughs> somebody else. So, but I, I don't know, I thrived on it, I thoroughly enjoyed it. My life was, was shinty. Uh, my wife might disagree with you because everyone was shouldn't even then at, at that time it was like when I took on the, the manager's role it was like it was like a second job but it was like oh god you were 
it was almost 24-7 you were doing it and I didn't realise how much you had to give to it but you did it because you enjoyed it you enjoyed your sport you enjoyed seeing the boys you know improving and I think they were young and keen and they enjoyed it so that, that was it was wasn't if it was a hard job to do you weren't going to look for players they were there they were desperate to play but it was a big responsibility it was a huge responsibility uh, taking it on and trying to get success for the club and then of course your own boy David's starting to grow up at this point with his teammates that you mentioned Russell McKinley and Bingo and others round about him what was that like for you watching this young man grow in to the second team and into the first team it was fantastic to watch them through the ages all between David and Russell and Gary and we actually had amalgamated Furnace Bingo Robertson and we had amalgamated with them so watching them all growing up go through the different stages of their their shinty career it was brilliant see them develop and develop into the shinty players they were and and my wife she must have been pulling her hair out when I talked about shinty and we're away to shinty every Saturday and she had that from (laughs) the day we got married we married 46 years (laughs) come this weekend and my wife was from Belfast so she had a shinty background (laughs) even came back from her honeymoon and to play shinty on a Saturday for sure so my wife's had all that so Seeing David, I think she enjoyed that part of it. He was enjoying it and I was enjoying it. And all his pals would come to the house and it was an amazing time just watching them all growing up and developing into the, the shitty players that they had become. Yeah. And then helping them along the way, like, putting something back in here. And they were enjoying it and I was enjoying it, so it does help. Snow called Mr. Rock and Roll is dancing on his own again, talking on his phone again to someone. Now meet 
let's talk about that final in 2004, the Scottish Cup final. What are your memories of leading up to that day and the whole game? Oh, the, the lead up to that was we had been in the final two years before that in Inverness, and the build up to that was amazing. I thought that was was big. The build up to this one in Oban, and you'll know yourself, you were there that day, how big an occasion it is. You know how big an occasion the Camera Cup final is. And for us to do that on that day in Oban, there was papers there, there was TV cameras there even before it. Uh, like It's like, oh my God, where's this all going to end? It's like, there were people phoning, people wanting stories, different papers. And to me, it was like, I totally enjoyed it. I thrived on it. And I think the boys loved it, loved it too. It was such a big occasion. And you know yourself, you must have been the same in Fort William with it. The whole build up you boys are a bit more experienced in the finals than we were actually going back to that point we lost it in 2003 6-0 to Canusi but that was our first or that was certainly our era's first Scottish final then too so we'd been pumped 6-0 at an air the year before and then I think they'd played yourselves twice that year and had beaten you on both occasions and of course getting into a Scottish Cup final you're thinking here we go maybe this is our year but I, I know you no I know you, you <laughs> We were the same way, can you say, beat us in Inverness, 3-2, 2002. And that was like, I think the old occasion overtook us at that time. I think we were ready for it. The buff part, it didn't suit us at that time. But we knew Mossfield. We played in Mossfield every third or fourth Saturday. We knew what we could do in Mossfield. They enjoyed playing in a big open park. But the game was as close. And if you you know, it won nothing. There was nothing in it. But at the end of the final there... I don't know, I think emotions overtook me. It was like, it's everything you work for, isn't it? It's everything you work for for my wee boy. And then it was there in Oban, the crowd, the whole occasion. It's like, it's the highlight of your, of your career. And after the build-up and organising everyone and getting everyone ready, and just like, wow, we made it. We maybe only done it that one time, but we did it. And you know how disappointing it is for yourself. Two years later, in centenary final, and... Inverness, you beat us there, and that was an amazing occasion again. They all were, as you say, the lead up to them, the build up to them. It's a great part of your career. Definitely. And you know, it's a funny thing, I've spoken to so many Shinty players over the years, and even for myself, I feel very, very fortunate. I came through for all a, a nice time and we ended up winning it five out of the eight times we played in it. But to be honest with you, you only need to win it once because as a shinty player growing up, you only want that one medal. And once you get it, it doesn't matter how many times you win it after that. No, no, you're correct there. I was thinking back to my father. My father played below fine side and he was injured the two finals that they were in. As far as I know, he was injured in both of them and he never played in both of them. In 1947 and 1950, I think he had a broken foot or something, and I don't know what happened in the second final. So he never, he never got the chance to actually play in the Camber Cup final. And then, I know Andy was in it, and my brother, he lost it twice in Bray and once for Strahar. So he never got the chance to win it. So to win it, that win that day was for them, actually, to tell you the truth. Tell us about the celebrations after it. Oh, <laughs> we had, oh, we're in the open. And there was a Gilson Garden of Cornhall, I can't remember where we went. By the time we got home, we came down in Bray, we came down and we came round the main street, and it was mobbed on both sides. It was packed to the rafters. It was, there must have been five or six deep all the way up our main street. Well, there was pipers there, I remember the pipe band at the time, but the pipers up the street, and we were there. Oh, God, until Donald had the, 
licence till whatever time in the morning, and I think it's the most money the George Retail has ever made in its life in the bar. <laughs> through, I don't know many kegs, he told me many kegs of beer, but the celebrations, and that, the celebrations, as you know, go on guys for a few days. I think they're on until Wednesday. Sure, it was Wednesday that they ended. Well, the next day, and there was boxes and fiddles. I it was just it was an amazing time. The, the Sunday was just all right. The Saturday nights went on into the Sunday, and then on into the Wednesday. The last stragglers left the jobs. I think that feeling is so hard to describe when you wake up on that Sunday, still steaming or hungover, whatever it may be. But you just take that wee second just to get your bearings and think, oh yeah, beauty. <laughs> <laughs> and the same time I work with Scottish Hydro and I hadn't even booked the Monday off and I don't know what I think there was that much going on and organising stuff so I had to go and phone my boss and say I wouldn't be in the up I was expecting that I was saying expecting that my first I wasn't expecting you in on the Monday anyway so, <laughs> uh, so you know, there was that much going on organising and getting things ready and I hadn't even booked the Monday off so I know it was a brilliant occasion fantastic occasion and then, obviously, fast forward through the, the next decade or so, in and out of finals, winning Celtic finals, briefly touched on the Scottish final in 2007 as well. The club was really, really flying high for a, a number of years, and, of course, all of these young boys that you'd kind of hand-reared through primary school. Yes, I know. They'd all come through. We had a, a block of maybe six or seven from the, the older ones, like the Watt brothers, Andrew Stewart, the ones that were that little older, Toad, the gold, they, they had gone through before that. So it was like block at two from, and they'd been through the Chris Cup, the London Shield, and they'd won that. So we had a big experience. We had the younger ones there, and the whole thing, it all worked. It worked together, that little bit of experience, and the younger ones doing the run. And we had a forward line. We had Andrew Stewart. We had Ewan McMurdo, Russell McKinley and Gary. And I think it was one of the best forward lines in the South, Shindy. I've known Shindy at that time of that era. They were an amazing forward line. They could read each other's mind. They had like a football brain, Gary, on them. They, they were running off the ball. They were Andrew Stewart would sit in the D and feed them all day. And they were just they were all over the place. They were an excellent forward line. It was a good team. They did play good shinty, and I say that myself. And it was a hard time to play because can you see in yourselves were they were all up there competing at the time. So it was a hard time, you know, for any team I think. We were lucky. Yeah, they were a good shinty team. For sure. Looking back over your career throughout Shinty from being a wee boy right to the age you are now heading into your 46th year of marriage, Davey, what <laughs> what are some of your highlights that you think back and you just think, oh, what a day that was? I think we had Macaulay Cup wins. I think we celebrated Evan, Gary, because we were that used maybe in the beginning not to win in anything and Evan built up. But every win became a special occasion, I think. One I do remember is going to the championship but well, the playoff against Wakam to get promotion again. We got demoted and we were down and that was a, a hard year. We had to get together and oh, how, where do we go from here? And the next year I think we won the Ballymore, we won the Celtic, we won the Macaulay. We were five minutes off of being in the final of the Camner Cup. So I think every occasion when we won we celebrated. We used that as an excuse. And I do remember after the Lacaba semi-final we went we got to the final that was a massive occasion for us that was a, that was a massive celebration and I think every Celtic Cup final was a celebration because Donald Clark Donald would keep the bar open later when uh, in the finals and the bar was open maybe sometimes two or three in the morning 
So we, we went on the occasion about Bob and Gary, to tell you the truth. It sounds like it, and quite right too. <laughs> yes, it's, 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 it's a short career. Yeah, I did do these things. But I think the Canberra Cup final, the 2004 one, was the biggest one ever. Well, it to my mind more than anything else. We had success. With the centenary final of the Celtic Cup, we beat Kyle's in Glasgow and we went back to the, the city chambers. Duncan Cameron's wife, Liz Cameron, she was the provost of Glasgow. So we got back into the city chambers. And that was a huge occasion as well for the 100th year of the Celtic Cup final. And that was a big celebration as well in the city chambers with all these councillors and Lord Provost of Glasgow. So we had a, a few good occasions. We, we made the most of every one of them. Davey, when you think about your career in Shinty and all the years that you've played, is there anyone that you think should get a wee special mention or that you would like to thank? In my career, I would like to thank Mark Mackay as the mainstay of getting Embraer East Shinty for him and Alec Campbell for the mainstay of getting our club reformed again. And Duncan's not here anymore, so i like to thank his family, Alistair and his wife, for getting our club back up to where it should be. He would be one. Our minister who was our chairman, Brian Wilkinson. He did a lot for our Cindy Club. Brian now retired and stays in Tenault. Our minister did a lot of work for our club and for young people in our town. My own family as well. My own family and my wife, you see them, with a, a long-suffering Belfast woman who never knew anything about Cindy. And that was Cindy in this house for 46 years come Sunday. Thank her. She put up with a, a lot and with a few hard times in it when her son wasn't well, so I'd like to thank her. Uh, and Donald Clark, he's not here anymore. He was a, a huge influence in our club. But his father was chairman of our club. He was chairman of our club for a while too. And the hospitality he gave to our club and free meals for teams and steak nights for ourselves before the final. Every time we had the training match, Donald would give us steak. So all these people put a lot in. My own brother put a lot in our Shinty club. Some of these people are not here with us anymore, right enough. These are the main people, I think, that helped through the Embry Club. Davey, it's been an absolute honour getting to have a wee blather with you this evening, and thank you so much for sharing your memories and time with us. Thank you very much for having me. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Some of the, the memories might be a bit clouded, and dates, because there was so much happening in my Shinty career, might be a bit clouded, but out of that lot, there's songs, songs you requested for me with Amy McDonald. It, it means a lot to our club. It was one that was played when I was on the bus the all the way game. It's called uh, Mr. Rock and Roll. When we won the Camera Cup final, we said this song means a lot to us. We all meet one day ourselves, maybe 20, 30 years down the line. That'll soon be 20 years down the line since it's gone. So that means a lot to us. The Cameron man, I think it meant a lot to my son and every player like yourself. And, and he made the song. It's a brilliant song. I think every player thinks that when they finish playing Shinty, what their career is. And, how much they missed the camaraderie, the, the crack, the shitty itself. So that's number two. And Sunshine and Elite is one when my son was going through chemo for cancer and my wife sat me down and made me listen to the words of Sunshine and Elite. It's nothing to do with a Berlin football club, but you sit and listen to the words. The words of that song meant a lot to us in a hard time. So that's why I've given you these three songs, Gary. Davey, that's just brilliant. Thank you so, so much. Look after yourself, fella, and happy anniversary for this weekend. No, thank you very much for that. I hope it goes okay, Gary. 
it might be a bit cloudy some bits. Listen, honestly, that was absolutely brilliant. So many memories, and you painted so many nice pictures. The hair in the back of my neck was standing up a few times listening to them. Thanks very much, guy. Cheers, so strong and so pure you captured our heart hold on with some style our highland religion drip fed as a child an education of sorts a mark of respect to play this old sport help villages connect for those who've not seen it is hard to explain just how much pride we have in our game it's the game of the gales, the language of our clans. No place for fear to come and dear the heart of the common man. From the dawn of time, through mist-covered glens, clans once gathered, there were hundreds of men. Now we call time, they'd last many days, wearing full highland dress with their tires. Short minutes we'd contest and collide And once it's all over, cast difference aside An offer of hand to greet one another A nod of respect for you mood-swinging brothers It's the game of the gales, the language of our clans No place for fear to commandeer the heart of the cannon But now it feels right that I should let go I've had my time, which is hard to admit Life ever-changing, no time to commit Oh, I'll miss to stand as twelve healthy men To toss a coin on which end to defend Hear the whistle ring out as the ball's thrown high Fifty bright eyes Cast towards the sky Take a knock, take a bang Take a smack, take a clatter In years to come None of it will matter To run like the wind And to leap like the salmon A small price to pay To say you've held a cannon It's the game of the gales The language of our clans No place for fear to come and dear the heart of the common man You'll continue to grow Gather tales on your way I'll never forget What were my glory days We stood together As one hand in hand The pipe band tuned up At the back of the stand Those fond memories I'll hang on to and treasure As I dust off a glass to pour a large measure to our ancient sport To Scotland's fine sun I toast your hell